Yes. And very little time and attention focusing on the, dealing with the things that are um, helping things go right. Yes. And so do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. I, I, Good. I, I'm going to post it. We talked about this quite a bit. We talked over the weekend. People focus on what's failing and not what's succeeding. And you, you have to acknowledge failure and let it go. In a business situation, especially in a business situation, I think that's, that's hugely important. If you look at Steve Jobs was pretty much what he did. He ignored all the failures and said, this is my goal. And, and if I get to that goal, people will buy it. And it goes back to what we're saying. People line up at Apple stores. Well, they used to line up at Apple stores to buy the latest and greatest and would cry when they got inside because they were so happy for their new Apple product. It was it was good. It was easy to use mm -hmm. and it lasted a long time. Yeah. I still have my, I still have most of my iPads. Our iPods, I'm sorry. I, iPads are a little dated because... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. But but so as a business owner, I think you have to, have to do two things. You have to look at your... And that includes... I, I don't know about you, but I would say one of the biggest failures I see for a lot of my clients mm -hmm. is their... their like, small business owners tend to think, well, I've got all these employees. I might as well just have them do it. You know, why do I need to buy technology to make them more efficient? I can, I'm only paying them 12 bucks an hour. So why don't I have the interns do it? And some of that actually, you know, makes sense, but most of it doesn't. It's, it's penny wise, pound foolish. Employees are the most expensive overhead in your business. And if you don't think so, look at some of the statistics coming out now in terms of uh, sickness and cancer and health issues and, and what they cost the economies. Right. Uh, our, our, our obesity in the United States is a huge, a huge uh, productivity um, suck. Yep. So. So if you break down that pyramid, and I'm looking at the image that I just posted on our Facebook page, um, it's probably somewhere here in the book if yes. you want to look at it there because yes. I'm looking at it online. Yes. Um, so the, the, the top little section, the teeny tiny little teeny tiny little tip yes. of the pyramid um, is a, and, that, and that's the section that's dealing with things go when things when they're going wrong correct and that and that is the word they use mm -hmm. you correct things correct things are going wrong you correct it yes and then every layer after that and there's one two three four five more layers uh -huh. so it's a six layer pyramid yep. the five layers that lead to the bottom the biggest sections in order of smallest to largest and these all pertain to helping things go right um is teach and communicate yep so i'm just going to whip them out and then you can yes. talk about them mm -hmm. so what does that mean teach and communicate is you've so one of the things that we I think or should i start from the bottom and go up well, you've already started, right? So okay. Well, but, but I, I just realized I, that that's their last step. Yes. That that's you 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 master these and then you go out and share them. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's what we do. We don't communicate. We we wait till things get so disconnected that right. we've lost we've lost our our. We do it in our marriages. We do it in our businesses. We do it in our relationships. We we right. don't we don't wait. We, and, and and so what I tried to do today, when I was really irritated with you for being yes. late, you and should have been cranky because I, I was hungry. I got mad. I know. And then I said, you know what? She's right. Um, she once we, what I needed to do when we met at Bart was I needed to get onto yes. the platform and make sure we were making the train that would get us to the station on time. Right. Which we did. Yes. And then once we were on the platform waiting for the train, that's when I was, I was ready to engage you and communicate with you. Here's how, what happened and made me feel. Here's what I would have liked for you to do differently. Yes. And here's what I'm going to do differently next time this happens. Yes. 
because I was like, I have to take responsibility for me. I can't just be angry at you and blame it on you. Cause then again, that's objectifying you and you're yes. a person. And I, like I said, I get what you do for a living and you don't always control your time. I understand that. Right. And so and you were clear about that, by the way, you communicate that up front. You said, I get this is going to. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the House of Pride show, episode 136. It is the Imperial Court Takeover Summer of 16, starring the 2016 uh, Emperor of San Francisco, Salvador Tuvar. Yeah, hey everyone, how's it going? I said, how's it going? Yeah! You're like, you're like, who's he talking to? Oh, you, you must think you're at the edge or something. Does well, anybody have some Jello shots? I know. Well, it's actually probably the, the cheerleader part of it. You know, I'm used to doing to an audience, but the audience usually cheers back. But if you're cheering, I most likely virtually can hear you. Um, today's going to be a great day. We have several guests here in the house that uh, I thought this week we would go ahead and do an eclectic view of what's going on. The format is what's in the what's in the now. What um, what's going on? Current events. Let's figure out about plagiarism. Have you ever plagiarized somebody else's speech? Sounds uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, and then the next piece of it is going into some current events. I mean, I hear this this game, this app called Pokemon Go. Seeing how many people are into that that application. How many people's work has told you guys not to play it? Uh, how many people have fallen off a cliff or something? We'll get into a little bit of details with that. Then uh, we'll go into some entertainment. See what's going on with some of our title holders here and then lastly but not uh, but not leastly talk to you about the current events that are going on within san francisco um so yeah so let's give it up here i have several guests here we're gonna go ahead diana would you like to go ahead and start sure yeah then introduce you yourself and then tell okay. us tell us about yourself all right i am the reverend diana wheeler i am an episcopal deacon and i do ministry in the queer community i have been a how we doing? Good. We're good? Okay. Come, come close, I am, um, started that work uh, really intensely when I was a um, member of San Francisco Night Ministry, and I used to walk the streets in the middle of the night. My daughter likes to call me a street walker. My mom's a street walker. So, that sound, uh, it sounds a little provocative, I have to be honest with you. It does, but it makes you stop and listen, doesn't it? Yeah. I did say it was an eclectic crowd here, didn't yeah, I? There we go. And um, I lead a community now. Uh, called the Companions of Dorothy the Worker. That's, uh, it's an ecumenical Christian community for folks who do ministry in the queer community. And uh, we do formation and we talk about how to do things ethically and safely so that everybody feels safe. And that's what we do. So we do a lot of ministry. We, do, uh, we have a hotline that okay. um, uh, we answer the phone every night between the hours of 6 and 10. So if you want to talk or text, uh, we'll talk to you about anything. Uh, what else do we do? We have a weekly vigil. That was our response um, to uh, the Orlando massacre. And uh, every Friday between 6 and 7, we have a quiet vigil out at Harvey Milk Plaza. And we're talking to a lot of folks. Got you know? it. Awesome, yeah, and we'll go into a lot of those details there with our current events and uh, what's going on within the Stro or the Castro. So, yeah, um, want to go ahead next? Introduce yourself, just a little introduction. Uh, I'm Sister Marie Noel from the Companions of Dorothy the Worker. 
companions of Dorothy the Worker. Um, and I've been with Reverend Diana Wheeler since the beginning. And yeah, so we, um, we also do another thing called the um, Sacred Table at Cafe Floor, which is the, the second Monday of every month. Mm -hmm. And we just discuss many different topics in a safe and uh, loving space. Sweet. Continue on here. Yeah, I'm Simon Ding Lawson. I'm a former Franciscan friar, and I was involved with Diana many years ago. Um, part of that, part of the journey for me was was really around my own healing around the the, the intersection of sexuality and spirituality for me as a gay man and as a celibate friar. What does that all mean? And uh, working with her on the streets in the Castro was really um, healing for me and uh, helped me figure some things out. And I really want to just get back to the community and heal the rift I think between the communities of faith and the gay community. So whenever I can help her, I do. <laughs> awesome. So we got a lot of healing going on here. We got a lot of night walkers going on, friends of Dorothy. And uh, Simone, come on. So let's hear about let's hear about yourself. Uh, my name is Simone. I have not worked with Diana yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, I'm originally from the East Coast, from New England. I've lived in San Francisco for almost 10 years now. Um, and I work in the international development sphere, so I work at a nonprofit that starts micro-businesses in East Africa and Kenya and Uganda, so part of the larger international community, but I think there will be a lot of overlap, for sure. Awesome. Then we have my buddy here. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Jason Urso. Um, good friends of Sal. We go back maybe like five years or so on Cheer San Francisco. Um, originally an uh, East Coaster as well from Philadelphia. I've been in the Bay Area for six years now. Um, you can also see me go going around the Coaster sometimes with my little paintings on or something like that. <laughs> and, Thanks uh, yeah. for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can also see me a part of the Academy of Friends where we um, host a gala every year for the Oscars to help uh, nonprofits with HIV and AIDS. So that's me. Great, thank you. Hi, my name's Cody Elkin. I'm the current Mr. San Francisco Leather 2016. Yeah, let's give it up for I just came back from IML about a month ago. I made top 20, got to give my speech, uh, placed 14 out of 59 guys. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I moved here from Philadelphia over 14 years ago. Um, and I have a lot of things that I've been doing in the community. Um, been doing a lot of things for SF suicide prevention, raising money for them. And I've been doing stuff with the Ducals and the Imperials as well. And uh, I'll be judging a lot of contests around the uh, United States coming up till my title year's over and raising lots of money. Great, great, great. Well, thank you all for coming here and helping me host uh, this session here. We do have more individuals that are coming here. I'm gonna give a shout out to my brother Bradley that's out there. Emperor just came in here. And again, we're going to have other emperors calling in later on and asking them about their reign and talking to them about the history and so forth. So let's get with it. Let's get to the first hot topic that I've been seeing that's out there. Plagiarism. Ha have you guys heard about the Obama and the Republican convention? Not Obama, sorry, Michelle. Well, I guess Michelle Obama. You know, what, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, how... If you look at the comparison, I was seeing some of the information out there. They're actually listening to one person talk and then the other, and how closely related those speeches are. I mean, Diana, have you ever? 
plagiarized or (laughs) 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 the Bible's not here (laughs) like maybe Jesus but um, no I've never done that that's very serious you know I feel bad for Mrs. Trump because I think that you know she didn't have much control over anything and she probably did not know what she was saying so I feel bad for her but um, it is pretty outrageous I have to say it's pretty outrageous. Yeah, and then I think she's talked about how at first she was the one that wrote the speech, and then the um, the manager was like, no, no, she didn't write it at all. And then now the speechwriter is now taking the fault for it and saying, oh, we went over it on the phone, and I wrote everything verbatim. I mean, who do you believe? Like, what do you, what, what do you guys feel about it? Well, do you think that she was truly plotted against? Like, it, like one theory is that they, this is all like a part of a bigger scheme and it's a joke and they did this on purpose. That could be it. Like, that's, so that's something I thought about. I'm like, wow, how somebody infiltrated the Trump campaign and actually was able to be successful at that. Or is it, I mean, Trump has like all this money, right? And it's like, I mean, he as a, as a quality assurance type of guy, I mean, you would think that he would have these layers of people analyzing and verifying information before speaking out to the world out there. I mean, well, this is... I think well, we know that that can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have programs where you can drop like an entire speech into them and it'll check for plagiaristic wording. Yeah. And it's like 10 seconds they can check it. I mean, hello, they do it in colleges all the time nowadays because kids pill off the internet and say, this is mine, and it's not yours, Brad. <laughs> so, I mean, for them to say that sh- whoever wrote the story, I mean, whoever wrote the speech, rather, um, didn't know what they were doing, that's patently false. It seems very obvious that someone plagiarized, whether it was she or the people that wrote the speech. It seems very suspect to me. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good point that you bring. I mean, there's software out there to go ahead and, and check and validate that information. I mean, we do it what, with Google Translate, right? We go ahead and place that information out there, and it translates it into different languages, and I'm sure that there's that feature there for plagiarism, too. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That was just like a big hot topic yesterday, and it's been booming. It's in the biggest trend right now on Twitter, on Facebook. And then I actually thought it was kind of funny, the cheer-to-cheer, like, little joke about it. But uh, from Bring It On, they have that, that plagiarism of the cheer when they went to the East Clover Compton, or oh, Compton Clovers. Compton Clovers. Yeah. yeah. And they have that, and, and they have an instance where they have Michelle Obama, and they have Trump's wife. <laughs> She's over there. And they, I mean, it's just hilarious. I, I, I thought that would be a really cool topic to talk about right here. Has Michelle made a comment? Yeah. Has Michelle made a comment? You know, um, I have not seen anything so far. Yeah, I think she's just... What do you need to say? Idiot. What do they say about it being flattery? Imitation is a form of flattery. Well, actually, I heard that the Republicans jumped all over finding out that the Clinton party was the one that called it out first. So they're saying that Hillary is basically attacks any woman that seems, that appears to be a threat. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's what they were focusing on, not the plagiarism part, but yeah, that Hillary was the first to comment on it. Perfect. All right, well, that was the first topic. We will have many, many more, so we're going to go ahead and take a musical break here. But be back with us for more current events or more social gossip here. And then we'll get to our entertainment. 
This is Tweeka Turner. I'm handing it over to Salvador and getting a cup of coffee, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so we just heard, I guess, like plagiarism. That was our big topic right now. But now the other big poking topic that we can talk about is uh, this Pokemon Go app. So how many of you, so actually last week when I came on here, I thought, oh, we're, we're going to talk about it. So I downloaded it for the first time. And I've been hooked since. Like, oh, I am no. following people. I've been going and I, I just said, I want to test this app out, see what it is. I want to, you know, just talk about it. But no, it's like this addicting piece. And actually, yesterday was the first time I was in one location where uh, I was at a gym. And so you get to go to the gym while you're at Pokemon Go. And you're training with other, other folks there or other uh, members, either in your team or other teams. And you're trying to take over that gym. So the more people that you have there at that gym, then the more experience that you get, the higher level of a gym it is, and so forth. Well, I was there, and then some guy comes up to me, and he's like, oh, are you, like, whatever Pokemon it was? And I was like, is he talking to me? Like, <laughs> and he's like, are you this, are you the Pterodactyl or whatever? And I was like, oh, 
yeah, it's me. Like, oh. So we were just both there, and we were just playing with our phone and swiping away. Yeah. And then, I, and then my phone finally froze up, and I gave up, and I'm like, are you done? I'm like, oh, by the way, my name is Sal. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Chris. But it was, like, weird. Like, we were, we were connected through a, an app, but yet we weren't socially connected yet. We were just trying to take over that gym. Together? No, uh, well, he, I was actually trying to defeat him, so he was the... <laughs> Anyway, I should have just punched him, right? I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 sorry. Oh, my. No, no, no. no we might have to talk. That's yes, right. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, tell, tell us some experiences you guys have seen, or, I mean, has anybody played it yet? Or? I mean, you're totally drinking the Kool-Aid style, but anyways. <laughs> I've been hit twice by people walking on the street. Are you like, kidding? With their heads in their phones, like, as I'm walking my dog, they hit me. Like, I'm just like, oh. My bad, I'm in your way, it's okay. <laughs> but not, someone gave me a tutorial on it and I'm still confused on how it even works or what's even it's all about because it's just, Pokemon to me was like when I was 12 years old yeah. watching the cartoon that you couldn't even understand in Chinese or whatever. <laughs> and now it's like this huge thing that's like making billions of dollars for whoever the creator is. But it just, it boggles my mind that how it's all coming back again. Yeah, and to think about it, so it's it's in beta right now. It's not, I mean, and it's released. Yeah, so it's released for free for everybody to try out. However, it's been so successful. Each day, I believe they said that it's making 1.2 or 1.3 million dollars. Million? Because what That's people? Because uh, it's only it's only in three it's only in three countries too. I, I believe here uh, in Australia, New Zealand, I think are the only three countries that it's that it's that's been um, released to. But yeah, I mean it's it's the craze, and it is true. Like you see people, and you can see what they're doing. And so, and like, kind of like, are they texting? But no, if you're texting, you're using both thumbs, right? If you're in there, you're like punching it and trying to figure out to where the Pokemon is or where the hot spots are and so forth. So. I'm a little worried about this because I saw a thing on Facebook that was put out by two Episcopal priests that I know. And apparently there was a couple of Pokemon thingies that you could at grab the at the church. Oh, and man. I've been away for, and I haven't actually been to church in like three weeks. I'm really worried about Sunday. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not preaching because I'd be really upset. <laughs> so can, can stores or any public place like ban the game? Because oh, it's yeah. the user, right? So pretty much anyone can walk into, like we had someone that was telling us that they worked at a store and people would just go into the store and play in the corner. And so, and without actually purchasing anything, they were oh, just standing there. they lurking around. Yeah. So what rights Pokemon. do stores have? That's kind of creepy. Or libraries, or they, it's any not like they have place. a Faraday cage around their store that they Pokemans can't get in. Right. The Pokemans are in your store. Right. They're probably Pokemans in this room yeah. right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So could you Never. check on that, check? sister? Not, no, no, is there? Are you no, playing no. right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but who who puts these Pokemon thingies? In the like, computer, the yeah. internet. So, so how it started, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Fortune magazine. It had like, hey, we're going to release this if you want your store to have a hot, I call them hot spots, but it's just this, right. you know, this little point of, of a location. And what it does is if there's a mural there, it has a picture of that mural or something in that area. And so you want to go by there and try to grasp more um, energy or more potions and so forth. Uh, so that's been the thing. So. 
I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Second Life? Do you guys remember like way back? I think it was like in Second Life, Linden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they had, they had it, and, and it was it this was a virtual world. This is why we take world. her places because <laughs> I like know nothing. It was this virtual world where you pretended to have you want, you want own own your own spots and so forth, and then companies and corporations like were it. buying their own plots in this virtual world. So, for example, at that time, I worked for Wachovia, and Wachovia had bought all these different locations. And instead of walking around like we do now with Google Places, you were just going and, and scrolling through your virtual world there. And uh, what, what some people did, like so with Wachovia, what we did was we did training. So we simulated uh, robberies. So if a person was in their virtual world, how would they react and respond to a robbery that was occurring? How would they, you know, if there was theft and so forth? So we would teach them to interact in this virtual world so that way in the event it happened they would know how to you know how to engage in it it's kind of, this isn't a, this oh, is totally like different life. correct yeah no but but that that's a very good simulator right but like she said it's like when you're walking down the sidewalk getting hit by a car thank you, you wanna, yeah <laughs> mm -hmm, falling off of a cliff for mm -hmm. all these idiotic things people are doing that's Seriously? There was a Bay Area accident too, I believe, on the bridge because somebody was playing in the poke their Pokemon there. My question oh is my like God. what are they gonna do to regulate this? They, they, not, they can't they, they, they can't. Do you know the silly part is people are driving around in their cars playing. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Everybody's talking about texting and driving. Right. I think yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon Go right. is fifty well, they times didn't worse. Say that. They that's didn't exactly say what we're and, doing. And let's be honest about San Francisco. <laughs> we have the dumbest pedestrians in the world. When they go to a crosswalk, they don't look left. That's right. They don't look right. That's right. They just walk into the crosswalk. They don't know if the driver sees them or anything. And that's why we have so many fatalities. Yeah. Because people don't watch what they're doing no, or they going. Don't. And everybody's got self-importance issues mm -hmm. going that's on. Right. I agree. That everybody doesn't think about everything else that's going on around them. And this Pokemon Go, it should come with like a PSA. Like, yeah. um, like, don't drink and drive. Yeah. Don't Pokemon and drive. It's just crazy. So when do people start suing the company? Oh, exactly. Because exactly, know, so just like because their daughter got killed by right. just because Pokemon like like person, like right? like McDonald's hot coffee back in True. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, who would put a hot coffee between their legs and not expect to get burned? Yeah. Who would drive down the road and play well, Pokemon Go? Yeah. The people people that need do. To be in the Darwin Awards. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I was saying that today. I was just saying that today. Survival of the fittest. Wow, crazy, crazy. Yeah, so I mean, this thing, I, I like that. The, well, I didn't, I don't like it, right? But what about the suing thing? And yeah. and it's like being on your mobile device, though, too. Like if you were on your phone, though, you wouldn't be suing AT and T or Verizon. I mean, because you have there, it's your choice to be using that app. Actually, the attorneys would sue AT and T and Verizon, and they would sue the Pokemon Go people because they want the big bucket yeah. to catch all of it. They don't want to just sue one. I work for lawyers. Okay. Works, I'm not a lawyer. See, we all have day jobs. I have a day job. Just like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Got to catch well, all those Pokemon. There you go. For accidents, police and lawyers are able to look through the phone records and see when the text message is exactly. yes. heard or the yep. call log. I'm sure they can So that right. is one way that they're regulating. They probably can right? double check those Pokemon. So how are they able to do that? With, I'm sure they can like, do that. The same login? Don't yeah. they have a disclaimer though when you first open up the app? <clears throat> yes, they Does do. Does it go through all that? Don't drive. Don't. No, it just says be be careful while um, while something about being careful, be aware, and it has somebody on the mobile device and then like a big giant. 
Pokemon about to eat them. Really? And that's all it says. Yeah, that's that. That's oh, their wow. caution. Ooh, we're going to check it out. Yep, yeah, we're going to check it out. We're going <laughs> to check it out here. we got the Pokemon right here. So while we're checking it out, what do you think, what type of name would you be if you were a Pokemon, and what would be your special powers? Think about that for a moment here. And also, um, for those of you that are listening, too, you can also call in here to, the, to our line here. The number is 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Just says remember something to be alert. Yeah, remember to be al aware and alert. Aware, aware and alert. Don't walk over cliffs. You yes. <laughs> I think of that when I heard about that, I thought about like the goofy. Like, <laughs> and they survived. How, do you, how does that happen? Uh, I don't know. I, I just I just saw I heard about it. I haven't actually seen the article. I wonder how many deaths. What the death toll is. Wow. That's so crazy right now. Here we go. It's been around for like two and a half weeks, right? That's it? Yeah. yeah. It's taken this. It's taken. It's, it's just bigger than the election. It's huge. <laughs> and that's if you can vote on voting Pokemon yeah. for the next president of the United States. Ooh. <laughs> but going on to other topics here, what would the. That's, all, that's all it says. Yeah, so the, so the alert says, remember to be alert at all times. Stay aware of your surroundings. That's all it says. Yeah. Now, surroundings, so I guess in my... So you could drive a car, because as long as you're aware of your surroundings, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. However, though, then there's the laws about uh, mobile devices right. or having yeah. a device. So right. I think that would trump that piece. But it was... So, so one of the things, one of the good things, so you actually get these eggs, too, and it gives you these <laughs> incubators, so you can, you can hatch your Pokemon that you receive and you don't just have it's not about it's not by time it's about my or like um, kilometers the, so to how often encouraging people to exercise yeah, correct exercise yeah. correct so funny story so the sun this sunday was the aids walk right mm -hmm. in san francisco we had it at the golden gate um, we were, uh, the golden we gate park i yeah. did that and uh, i did it as well yeah so several you. of us here and, and and it was huge it was a really nice crowd i mean it was cold though but what I did, so instead of getting an Uber or a Lyft, I walked from the Castro all the way to the Golden Gate. You're so crazy. I could So I could have oh, my eggs man. hatched. I wanted oh my, my eggs gosh. to hatch. Oh, my God. These guys are dictating your life. Wow. And, this yeah. is what happens. This morning, I walked from, from the Castro to work to the Embarcadero just to try. I was trying it. So that's, that's it. But I, yeah. Because the more remote correct and then yeah so if you're in parks there's certain type of pokemon that will be available in parks and i mean in in the city there's a lot of bats bats and pigeons that's what i've been seeing quite a bit the largest <laughs> well, that's how that person walked like into the woods and found the dead body and yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, really? Somebody found a dead body in the woods. When did this happen? About a week ago, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Because of Pokemon. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where wow. was that at? Some Golden Gate Park, right? Yeah, Virginia, I think. Oh, no, Virginia. it wasn't here. It was, oh, it was over else? back in Virginia. Oh, it was Virginia. Oh, wow. Yeah, somebody was like, find a dead body. Wow. wow. Yeah, creepy. Wow. Well, speaking of dead bodies, I'm just gonna <laughs> 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 beating a dead horse. And I'm, I'm oh, what, yeah. Let's talk about the elections. We started a little bit with the uh, with the Republican National Convention that was going on. But what are your thoughts? I and mean, we've got some. We've got two candidates that are out there. I think Trump's already chosen his um, his VP, who has you know who's been proven to be very uh, anti LGBT families. 
and um, anti uh, what's what's the right word to say anti immigration. I mean, there's anti a lot of anti there. And there was I saw I saw a live feed from Gavin Newsom, and he was talking about how all this progress, the progression that's happened in the last 80 years, that we're at a point right now where it's about to be taken should. Trump be elected as the next, next right. I was going to say the next emperor, <laughs> the right. next president of the <laughs> United <laughs> States. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm mixing the realm. Sorry about that. Wow, that's but, yeah, confusing. But all the things, I mean, the hatred, I mean, that's what I, I mean, there's a big theme this year going on with that. I mean, what are, what are y'all's thoughts? You know, I think about, you know, I was born in the 50s, and I was raised by grandparents who were young. And they, you know, went through the Depression and World War II, and they kind of, you know, shared that. And people helped each other, you know. And then I went to uh, school, I went to elementary school, and it, it was the Civil Rights Movement and all the Vietnam protests and uh, the feminist movement. And, you know, we cared about, we were taught to care about something bigger than ourselves in justice for people and you know the fact that we had legal abortion or we got legal abortion where women were safe and we're now we're getting ready we're starting to lose all of it bit by bit and it's like we don't know this like pretty so soon, this whole pretty soon thing women won't be able to vote anymore yeah I mean we won't be able to drive a car that's right I know uh, it's uh, so to me it's really shocking and uh, you know, it's sad. It's really sad. And people need to get out and vote. Yeah. yeah. Get out and vote. We need to you know? get people out to register to vote. That's if right. If they're not already registered. That's right. Um, what do you guys feel? I mean, I mean, it's what you've seen out there. And I know there was a big thing with you know, Bernie and Hillary, and so now it's been chosen. So Hillary is the Democratic you know, um, nominee that's going up there. So I believe she still hasn't picked her... Um, her vice oh, president. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know for I know that uh, one of the options is Julian Castro, and he was the former mayor of San Antonio, my hometown. And I remember him. He and his brother Joaquin were very uh, political, very big political figures there. Their mother was an amazing woman. Uh, she was she was a single mother and raised both of her children, mm -hmm. put them through college. I believe they both went to Harvard. And so he's one of the possible candidates that that's out there. And uh, yeah. what would you like to see, like in a, in, a, in a vice president candidate besides these? So we have these two, right? But let's think about a vice president. What what attributes would you guys be wanting from someone? If there's any good looking, is there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it should definitely be a, a minority. Okay. Um, Latino. Okay. So we can carry like New Mexico and possibly Florida if they're Cubano. Um, all the swing states in the middle, like Colorado, all that. So I think a Latino man would be amazing. Yeah, I think that would be. I think that would be ideal. I mean, I, I'm so I'm. I guess I'm a little biased because he's from San Antonio, right? But I think Julian is. He is now. He is currently now the the HUD commissioner, I believe, of of the U.S. Yeah, he was appointed by Obama, so he left his position as the uh, within San Antonio to become, uh, yeah, to become the, the HUD wow. chief person there, so. Well, she had Elizabeth Warren on stage with her. Yeah. Which, 
is an interesting choice, and I don't think that I think Elizabeth Warren should be president herself. <laughs> but um, but I don't think that she would go the female female ticket. Yeah. Given how contentious it is right now. Yeah. Well, so a lot of good current events here. We're talking about uh, Pokemon Go. We're talking about uh, plagiarism here, and a little bit about the elections. So we're going to go ahead and take a little break here, music break here, and then we will start the next portion of the show with entertainment. Let's give it up, guys. Thank you. Yay.
there a woman here with a dog? Nope. Anybody have a dog here? Nope, no. No, I thought you were talking about you were gonna talk about Pokemon. Oh no, 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 not not today. No dogs today. I'm a dog walker. But we do have dog walkers, <laughs> yeah. My dog's in the car. <laughs> so you are a woman with a dog, see? I am a woman with a dog. Uh-oh. It makes Awesome. Well, I'll bring that up with the guests here. Thank you for calling. What's your name? All right. Thanks, George, from the East Coast. Let's give it up for George. Yay! Yay. Well, so George actually went back to the Pokemon um, talk. Oh, really? Okay. So George is talking about corporations and how the corporations are going to be like eating this up big times with uh, with the fact that. Uh, um, the, the the data that you're using to actually go and play. I mean, people somehow have the unlimited data plans. If you're lucky. So yeah. so yeah, and, and the ones that don't, I mean, they're going to get impacted by that. Big time because they're not going to pay attention, and it's going to be they're going to be bills, way over. Well, what about the data that they're collecting also from each of this the login? Yeah, and the day, yeah, because you're logging in. You're, so what you're actually giving them also is your pattern of behavior. And where you walk. And mm -hmm. where you are. And yeah, so they like can start advertising in your name. And then they can it's sell geo, that. Geocaching? Geo. I've, heard, I've heard of geocaching. Mm -hmm. I have friends that do that. So yeah. It's so another kind of game. A lot of interesting things going on with this Pokemon Go app here. And, you know, conspiracy theories, uh, you know, tracking of, of, of people. Um, again, another big plot from corporations to... To um, to influence or to take take on the, the little guys when it comes to data plans and or unlimited data plans and so forth. So yeah, a lot of good conversations and topics here. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and change it into the entertainment here. So let's go ahead and give it up for Cody here. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. I remember when I first came on the show, uh, I was introducing myself as the reigning emperor yes. when I first got when I first was elected, and then you were on the show, and now you're here too. And I remember you talking about uh, the the what was it? It was the competition. It was the SF Leather at that time. Yes. I believe it didn't happen yet, and then you became Mr. SF Leather and yes. IML. So. Give the, give the audience and our hosts here a little information about that. Well, Mr. SF Leather always happens the first week of March. Um, and then you, it's like this hurry up to get ready for IML. And there's like a lot of pressure on the current Mr. SF Leather because we always place in the top 20. And that's a huge deal in the leather world. Um, so like I said, I placed number 14 out of 59 people. Uh, it was very stressful. A lot of uh, a lot of the contestants go there and they want to party the whole time. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. SF Leather, they spoil you because you get handlers, and they come and they like polish everything. And then you have boot blacks, and then you have people burning your strings off the sides, and you have to look all you know pristine and neat and pressed. And when you got IML, you don't have that. Oh, wow. Not until Sunday's competition. So I learned really quickly after they told us we weren't judged on Friday for the flag introduction. Um, I still went through all my stuff and did it just in case. Um, they say that they give you one handler per every three people. 
that's not really the case. Um, not until you make top 20, then they're all polishing you down. And like, you know, there were some guys that went on stage that had like shoelaces weren't done or whatever. Um, so pretty much it's upon you and you should have a handler when you go there, a person that basically wakes you up and says you have to be here. You should be everywhere a half hour early. Um, it was a lot of stress because I didn't want to be that person that didn't make top 20, obviously. Um, but three other people went to IML from San Francisco. They competed as well. And I was asked by one of the judges, um, last year's Mr. Um, International, Mr. Leather, what did I think about three people coming from San Francisco and recompeting? You already beat them. And I said, you know what? Everybody deserves their own IML experience. And um, I'm very happy to have them here. We have a really close-knit brotherhood here in uh, San Francisco. There were 10 of us that competed, and we all get along really well, and we all support each other. And I said they deserve their experience going forward. So, you know, I was happy. I was more than ecstatic to meet Top 20. That was an amazing experience. I mean, the stage is enormous. I mean... I was on a jumbotron every single time I came out. That was amazing. Um, you know, my pop question was really funny, actually. Um, they asked me, because I used to be a catering director, so they asked me, um, so you were chosen by the Democratic National Convention to give your um, idea, and they chose it. So what is it? So excuse my language. Well, that's quite all right. Okay. Quite all right. So... I told them that I would invite Donald Trump and I would tie him to a St. Andrew's cross and I would have every single Democrat in the city flog him until he bled. And then I'd put a harness on him, bend over on all fours and fuck him in the ass while I brushed his hair like a brony. And that helped me get into top 20 because the crowd went crazy. So I didn't even blush. I didn't blush. Wow. And I knew what a St. Andrew's cross was. I can hear the roaring probably from from I mean all the all the people that were there. So that was pretty impressive. So the first two nights was at a smaller theater. And uh, so like the flag presentation and then the um, pecs and personality where you come out in a jock strap and whatever you want to wear or whatever you find sexy. And that's when you get your pop question. Sunday is the big theater. I mean, the thing was enormous. Like you, it's like you're on stage, just like you're in a play and the lights are gleaming right in your face and you can't see how big everything is, but you know, there's probably like 2,500 people out there. Cause Mr. SF leather is probably about, 300 350 maybe yeah. so just take that and multiply it wow it's pretty impressive and it's pretty crazy how many contestants were there there were 59 originally there was going to be 62 uh three people dropped out okay so i mean it was wow. it was an amazing experience i mean would i ever do it again no <laughs> it's a lot of pressure i gotta tell you like I was having issues like getting my stuff done and then I would meet with people about my speech and then they would be like, now you can't say that. And I'm like, why not? That's what I want to say. And they're like, no, 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 no. Cause basically if you tell them, if you tell them this, the judges are going to be like, well, basically if I don't win, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> so it was, uh, 
it was interesting getting ready like that last week and a half was like boom and then like once you're there i don't think people realize it but um the first day like orientation is like six and a half hours just sitting in a room just listening to everything you have to do what's expected of you you know things like that and then basically when you get done you spend at least six hours getting ready for the next day yeah. and you have to go through everything two three four times wow. you know and you want to make sure you're there a half hour early like i said and then like every day was like basically like working like a 13 hour job Wow. That's the way I dealt with it. I didn't really socialize very much. The only thing I went to was the uh, San Francisco party because I was on uh, on the uh, the flyers. So that was really cool. I actually wore my um, my he bear outfit that I wore for Mister San Francisco leather. Sweet. sweet so that sweet. was really cool. Um, but I got to meet so many amazing people from around the world, yeah. and like uh, I'll be judging. Um, I'm judging a puppy contest for the Ducals. Okay. Uh, oh, sweet. Next Wednesday, yeah. actually. And then I'm judging uh, Mr. Campit Leather in Michigan, which is the feeder title into Mr. Michigan Leather. And then I was uh, invited to judge uh, Mr. Bolt Leather in Sacramento okay. in August. And then in November, I was invited to judge Mr. DC Leather uh, for the Eagle there. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I'm not allowed to judge any of the feeder titles into Mr. SF Leather because it's seen as an unfair advantage. Yeah. You know, because then I'd get to judge that person twice, and they don't want me to do that. So, yeah. yeah. But now, how long? How long has the IML? I know. So, IML does happen in Chicago, I believe. It's been in Chicago since 1979. Okay. Wow. San Francisco and LA have the most wins. Okay. Um, but I believe we have the most uh, second and third runner, uh, first and second runner-ups. Very nice. So it's usually com- competition between us and LA a lot. Yeah. And then a good relationship that we have with the Imperial Court is yes. that our our first emperor, uh, emperor relationship, the first elected emperor, Emperor Marcus, was also yes. part of the leather community. I went to an event last year where we were at, where was it at? At the, um, we had a big a big celebration and, and awareness of, of his uh, of his life and, and yes. all his yeah, the attributes that, that we had here of him and a bunch of pictures and so forth and it was really nice to to learn of these organizations here that that historically have been here for a while yes and and they're part of the gay liberation movement and they continue mm-hmm. to be on here I think well for I think I know with the Imperial Court we've been around for 52 years here yes. and with that I do have one of my brothers here Bradley Roberts let's give it up for, him for Bradley Roberts <laughs> Now we're talking about the uh, the the uh, the international mill at IML and uh, and the relationships with with the Imperial Court. What is some of your history with with the relationship with the Brotherhood of the leather community as well as um, our community, the Imperial? You know, I, the, the relationship with the leather community in South Market and the Imperial has been uh, has been great, but it's also been bad. So it's been it's been up and down, and I, I'm not gonna you know you know sugarcoat it. Um, so it's we we had a kind of a bad period for a couple of years where we weren't working together, and it was almost like we were you know we were fighting. And um, I think the leaders of, of every community now has has really banded together. We've like circled our wagons mm-hmm. and brought it back together. And I and I hope and I know that that we have with I am with the uh, with the leather community um, and with the transgender community and you know with uh, with drag queens and and straight people we're trying to really just pull it all together because um there's a lot of hate out there 
Yeah, um, and I think that finally, after many years, we've kind of realized that, that we're, uh, we're better together. And as um, our founder of the Imperial Court says, uh, you know, united we stand um, and divided they catch us one by one. So we really need to stick together. And I think that over the last, you know, I've been with the Imperial uh, Court for 10 years. Um, yeah. In the last 10 years, I think we've really turned that around. Yeah, and I think our relationship, when we first met each other, we talked about the different community events we wanted to do. We were about yes. the community, and we wanted to do raise more money and so forth. So I feel like we're going to do several events this, throughout our year together, mm -hmm. I mean, co-organizing co things yes. and, uh, and helping the community because, it's, again, we, we have to be together. I mean, it's, it's 52 years. It's been here for a long time. Things are changing. The times are changing. And I think it's just now being being able to get outside of what we traditionally is our norm and go out and find find alliances and find other allies that are out there. It's no longer just gay straight. I mean, it's LGBTQ, I, and and, and they're all everybody's there for us, for all of us. Um, um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and take a really quick music break, and then next to come is we're going to talk about all of our current events that are happening here in San Francisco. So, more to come. The world can be a nasty place. You know it, I know it, yeah. We don't have to fall from grace. Put down the weapons you fight with and kill them with kindness. Fighting next time you're fighting. 
All right, and we are back to House of Pride Radio. Yes, yes. this is episode 136 here, and uh, it is the Imperial Takeover with uh, myself, your reigning emperor of San Francisco, Salvador, along with all of my hostess with the Moses here. And uh, we were talking about some current events here. One of the big things I should give a shout out to is we actually have a contest, the Golden Gates. It's Mr. and Mrs. Golden Gate that's coming up here in August. So for those of you that are interested in being part of the court and starting, uh, this is a great opportunity where you get to try to try for a title. And the way you try it, it's not uh, bikini wear or, or speeches. It's actually in selling, being a philanthropist and selling raffle tickets that we have. So uh, to turn in your application, or actually to purchase, to get your application, you can go out to the San Francisco Imperial Court website and find out more information for the, the Golden Gate application there. To turn it in, it's August 3rd, and it'll be at the Lookout. The time is from 4 to 7 to turn in your application there for Mr. and Mrs. Gay, then, or Mr. and Mrs. Golden Gate. And then the next time, the next time is August 3rd, or August 6th, is the Dollhouse. It's, and that one is at, uh, let's see, where that is? The Midnight Sun with Patty McGroin, one of our absolute empresses there, where she's going to do an introduction of the candidates there, and they'll have the opportunity to go ahead and sell their tickets. Now, the candidates have three weeks to sell the tickets, and then on the 26th, we're going to do a bar crawl, and the bus will start somewhere in the Castro there, and we're going to go out to several different locations there. And then from there on Sunday, we're going to start out with, uh, most likely we'll have a brunch out there. We haven't figured out that place yet, but it'll start out with a brunch, and then the games itself, the Golden Gate Games, which will be partaking uh, in Collingwood Park. So if you're interested, we're looking for teams of four people. And if, you have, if you're involved with one of the contestants who are competing, you can say you're part of that person and then they'll get credit for those points for, the, um, for your team that's there. And then afterwards, we'll have the finale. The finale is taking place at Toad Hall in the Castro, where we will go ahead and bring out our current Mr. and Mrs. Golden Gate. And then we'll have some entertainers as well and then announce the new Mr. and Mrs. Golden Gate for 2016 and 2017. So again, go out to the San Francisco Imperial Court website, or if you're on Facebook, you can go to our, it's our court website. It's the Unified Court of Love and Friendship, hashtag ULAF, U-L-A-F. I love that. <laughs> and, and find out more information. We'll be posting it out there. Or even you can go on Facebook and look up Mr. and Mrs. Golden Gate as well. Great, great, great. So again, now we're on the topics of current events here and what's going on in the neck of the woods of the Stroh here. Diana, you want to talk about some events that are coming up? Yeah. Uh, every uh, Friday uh, between 6 and 7, we have a quiet vigil at Harvey Milk Plaza. Uh, we have been doing this since the Orlando massacre. Uh, people have felt kind of helpless. It's it's a, it's a huge thing. It's, really, it's been really traumatic for a lot of people. And then subsequently, with everything else that's going on in the world, you feel helpless. Yeah. You know, you want to do something. Come stand out with us. And we're having a lot of great conversations, and people are really happy to see us out there. And um, so that's what we'll do. So, you know, you finish up your work week. You want to have some quiet time with us. Uh, before you go out and party and be with friends. And, and this is Friday at Every the Friday Milk? Okay. at Harvey Milk Plaza okay. between 6 and 7. And for those of you, the Harvey Milk Plaza is at 17th and Castro, 
right, right next to Twin Peaks right. and Orphan Andes, I believe. Is right across, um, we're right across the street from the Twin Peaks, so okay. right up in where the Muni Station is, right? Perfect, right. where the big so flag is, yeah. Yeah, we stand out in front of the big flag, so okay. um, just come on and we'll have a sign for you and get ready to have some amazing interactions, really. Yeah, so again, that's happening here in the Castro uh, this Friday. Every Friday. Every, this Friday and every Friday. So if you are still having difficulties, if you want to help support others that are having difficulties, or if you just want to find a family who's out there that's, that's supporting others, come by on Friday in the Castro at the Harvey Milk Center there. Right. Uh, you want to talk about Sacred Table? Sure. Yeah. So on the second... Monday of every month, we have a sacred table at Cafe Floor. Starts at 6.30, goes to 7.30. And this month's topic, well, not this month, but next month's topic will be <laughs> bullying. So that's what we'll be talking about. Thanks. Yeah, and I've attended one of those events. It's yeah. pretty nice. It's really great. Um, I like the dialogue that people have, the questions people ask, the feedback. It's, it could be positive, it could be negative, but you're in a, you're in a safe Very environment. Safe, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's not just. I mean, it, I think you guys do an excellent job of giving people the opportunity to to be able to have that place at the table and speak. I thought yeah. that was really nice. It's really turned into a place where people who are activists and caregivers come to decompress and get support too. So that's really cool. Okay. My uh, speech at IML was on bullying. Oh. Yeah, I actually did my speech on it. It was on uh, it was on cyberbullying, especially Facebook bullying. Oh wow! It's really horrible in the gay community. Yeah, like really bad. Good, we're putting you on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, bullying is a big topic, right? Because I mean, it, you can get bullied in, in many different ways, regardless of you know, gay, straight. I mean, it's mm -hmm. in, in an environment. Maybe even as a title, right? We can get bullied by other oh, yeah, other. Definitely, because there's ten people running, and the person doesn't win, and they're all over Facebook, just Correct. talking about you like crazy. Yeah. It's really bad. Oh, believe me. So as a, as a radiant emperor, I mean, it's <laughs> oh, you're constantly out there. Trust me, I know. Was, they they barrage you constantly. Yeah. I was just bullied on Twitter. Uh, oh my god. Because <laughs> I mentioned because I said something about uh, about Donald Trump and uh -huh. Rudy Giuliani, and uh, some I, someone kept coming at me. It was kind of interesting. Wow. <laughs> but I came back at the end. There's nothing. Good. But it but it is everywhere. Yeah, and, and especially like when you're when I mean you're you're a a part of the community, right? I mean your face is out there at present. I mean people are gonna find any little way to try to bully you. But I think one of the biggest things for me in the last five months for me is to remember why I started, why I did this. You know, the, the biggest the biggest thing was doing this for the community. And I think that's how we connected when you were running. And, and I think that was a big piece of it because so you start getting lost because everybody's like, you should do this. This is what I did in my year. Uh -huh. And these are the, this is how you should raise your money. And, oh, you're not doing what's expected of you. And then you take a step back and you have to think, well, this is my year. Yeah, this, this is, is my title year. It's not yours. I can listen to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I do a lot of stuff in a lot of communities. The Rodeo, the Bear Chest mm -hmm. Calendar, the Imperial, the Ducals, mm -hmm. Crew to Kink. Lazy Bear Weekend. I'm constantly busy. I'm always doing something every weekend. My husband's looking at me and like saying, well, we get five minutes together. 
Yes, we do. <laughs> Five minutes. That's all. <laughs> Pretty much. I got to go. Yeah, and I think for those of you, I mean, Gloria, you might not see this as bullying, and you might see it as trying to help or trying to say, well, this is how it's been. I mean, take a, take a breath before you go out and start doing these two not only us, but other individuals that are out there, because figure out a way to be constructive about the criticism. I think that being able to take criticism is one thing, and and when you're when you're dishing the, the criticism too, do it in a way where it's not it's it's not so belittling. Um, yeah. Yeah, belittling is just absolutely not exactly. constructive in any way. Yeah, it makes the person be very resistant to what you're suggesting, even if it's a good idea in the broad scope of things but, yep yeah. and you can agree to disagree and then oh, move yeah. on i think that's a, that's the difference between being children and holding a grudge and being adults you know we life goes on and, and some of these things we don't get paid for we're volunteers yep. we're philanthropists who choose to do it in different ways through the leather community through the religious community through we're cheerleading community yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the beauty of it i think it's the beauty of the community is you know we're all in this together we're all volunteers, you know, everybody has a day job, everybody has a family, and, you know, we just have to take care of each other. Simone, talk about your, where, where you work and you, the nonprofit organization and that world. Yeah, that world is <laughs> far, far away from here. Um, but what I, what I think that it does tie together and well with is community, because we work in the communities in East Africa, but they, um, they don't have the resources or the opportunities that we might hear, and so one thing that they struggle with, even if it is tight-knit, is are those resources. And bring communities together, we fight extreme poverty, but it's the same sort of themes where the only way it's possible is if it's done by the community and led by community leaders, and um, community can be really, really powerful um, if it's for positive, effective change. Um, and so I'm really drawn to the work because um, we use a model that's been used uh, for many, many years, and it's a suite of services that basically gives seed capital and training and mentoring to start micro, micro businesses, similar to what Kiva does. And um, it's really amazing the impact that it has on people's lives. What's the organization's name? It's called Village Enterprise. Village Enterprise. And how does somebody find out about Village Enterprise? You can go to villageenterprise.org. Okay. <laughs> um, that's the best way. And yeah, you can see on the website, it's really easy to get involved. And um, we love having any, any guests that want to come by and, and just be with you know, people who are like-minded, whether it's for some, you know, something very small and local here to the broader um, international level. Got it. So it's org, and you have ways to donate either time or money. Yeah, we have events throughout the year um, and there are a lot of different ways you can get involved. Okay, what's the next event that you guys have coming? We'll have one in the fall. Um, I don't know if the date is set yet, but you can go check out on the website. Got it. Got it. Jason, anything? Any upcoming events that are happening? Um, no upcoming events, but in regards to the Academy of Friends, if, uh, we're always looking for volunteers and anybody that wants to jump in and help out. Um, you can check out the website, academyoffriends.com. And what we do, again, is you know we raise money with individuals struggling with HIV and AIDS, and we um, select probably about three to six beneficiaries a year 
to raise money with and it all comes to full throttle when we do our um, gala event in February for the Oscars. Um, so it's a great event and we're always, again, looking for volunteers to run that event with us. Um, and we probably do probably one event a month um, and check the website out where the next one's going to be at. But it's a great organization, super beautiful individuals. Yeah. I, that's actually was that was the first event that we went to as the reigning monarchs myself and my empress Emma Peel shout out to Emma Peel if you're out there well, I know where you're at you're actually headed out to the empress's meeting going on right now but uh, yes yeah, so that was our first event and I think you and I saw each other because my company who is actually sponsoring this show the House of Pride radio of Sparky's fun and joy we made a donation and we did the balloons for the for the event Academy of Friends so that way we could go give those out and people could find where they could purchase the drink tickets or the raffle prizes so yeah so a lot of again a lot of us who are philanthropists who are entrepreneurs here who love to give our time and energy and our voices out there for the community for those that are that are in need so do you, I, I know you have something coming up oh god that's a lot <laughs> going on so my big thing is uh, Saturday, I'm doing an event called Cancer's a Drag. All the money is going to uh, Breast Cancer Emergency Fund and Lymphoma Society. I'm putting it on with uh, Guy Johnson, who's Mr. Santa Clara Leather 2016. Um, our MCs are going to be uh, my, my wife, Mrs. San Francisco Leather 2016, and Mark Palladini is Miss Muffy. I'm doing drag for the first time ever. I went out and bought my dress last Saturday with Harrison Kong, who's the current Mr. San Francisco Eagle Leather 2016. Um, I'm looking forward to it so far. Uh, the goal is to raise $1,000 for me to shave my beard on stage. Oh, wow. Uh, I got 500 today. I'm halfway there. Hopefully I can pick up some more money um, on that day and go upstairs and do the change while the shows are going on. We have uh, Tiger Lily coming. We have John Weber coming. A lot of the uh, leather guys are going to dress in drag. I know Daddy Ray from the leather community <laughs> is going to do drag. Oh, my gosh. I got it. Element Eclipse <laughs> is going to be Tragedy Ann. My name is going to be Chlamydia Climax. Awesome. And I'm doing Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And I'm going to have hypodermic needles on my dress. Awesome. So I'm um, dedicating this event in um, my mother's name. She died of breast cancer when I was 21. And my sister just recently had it, too. Um, so that's going on on Saturday at the Lone Star Saloon. That is on Harrison Street between 9th and 10th, next to the car wash there. be great to see you guys out. It's from 4 to 7. Uh, it's a beer bust. Um, we're going to have jello shots. We're going to have raffle prizes, lots of drag performances. It should be uh, pretty off the hook. I'm really excited about it. And then, like I was saying, the, um, the puppy contest uh, for the Ducal Court is uh, next Wednesday. I don't know exactly what the date is for that, but it's happening at Oasis. And I believe it starts at 7. Don't quote me on that because I haven't really looked okay. at it yet. I, I was just literally asked today to be a judge. Um, nice. And then, of course, Story Alley's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last Sunday of the month. Uh, really excited about it. I know that there's a lot of like uh, beverage organizations, like for instance, the uh, 
our Bay Area Rodeo chapter is looking for people with ABC cards to work their beer booth, yep. um, help them out. They're a 501c3. It helps them uh, seed money to put on their rodeo, which is uh, September 9th through the 11th. I'm a former Mr. Bay Area Cowboy for them, 2014. Uh, and then it's Lazy Bear Weekend, one of my all-time favorite things up at the Russian River. Um, it's always the first weekend of uh, August. This is Harry and Ellen's last year. It's their 20th year wow. um, doing it. There's some amazing people coming to perform. I know Lady Bunny's going to be at the pole on uh, Saturday. And, um, oh, God, who else is going to be there? I can't think of his name. Leslie Jordan's going to be there as well. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a really exciting uh, time. Uh, Thursday of Lazy Bear, I'm actually running the wine tour. We're looking for people to go to the Lazy Bear website, uh, buy some tickets. We're going to some amazing wineries. I belong to a bunch of wineries up in Dry Creek. And, um, yeah, and then, like I said, uh, I'm judging the Bolt Contest. It's the last weekend of August. I believe it's the 26th, 27th, and 28th of August. So that's up in Sacramento. That's an amazing time, an amazing event. Raymond Sherman, which is one of my IML brothers, is stepping down. And I could go on and on and on and on, but that's pretty much July and August for me. Awesome. So if you want to go ahead and see Cody out there um, in his Pokemon outfit with his, <laughs> those needles, that's another way to get poked by him. Please go out there and support. Again, that was for the breast cancer. Breast cancer um, emergency, emergency fund, fund. which okay. is very dear to my heart. Yeah. I was also a former calendar man, so I love AIDS emergency fund, breast cancer emergency fund, positive resource center. Shout out to all of you. Amazing. Yeah. Some great organizations. Yes. Salvador, you know, Cody said he's going to be his first time in drag. Is that is that right? That, that is so, correct. Isn't, isn't someone else in this room going to be in drag here pretty quick? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I, know I know it's not until October 8th, but it's coming up, right? Yeah, we do. That's right. We have the Emperor's <laughs> Night Out. <laughs> he's like, I'm <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, that'll be that'll be happening October 8th, and it's going to start at the at the bow at bow actually. And it'll start where I will be actually featured there first before I invite others to participate in this activity. And it's a long tradition through, through the emperors. It's a dazzling event. <laughs> And what we do is we raise money there for our, our cemetery trip. And I was, I've been fortunate for the last two years to be able to have attended. But it is we pay a tribute, we pay homage to where Mama Jose is, is buried. And, and, um, and it's a really nice, very, um, it's somber, but yet it's festive. It's festive. It's very celebratory where we honor the people that have passed away, but yet we honor where we started from. And it's something that a, a tradition that only only San Francisco has in any other court. And so it is early in the morning. So when you get when you get announced that you're raining, then it's, I believe it's seven in the morning. You're hauled yeah, off over there in a bus. Yes. And uh, the band's there. Let's give a shout out to the Gay and Lesbian Freedom Band. They've yes, been pretty that. amazing. In fact, they're, we're raising money for them this year as well. One thing that Mama Jose did in 1983 was they had some raggedy uniforms, and they were like, she was like, no, there's no way that the band's going to be like this. So she raised money and ended up buying purchasing uniforms for them. 
now the times have changed, but you know, it's still the same pattern. They still need new uniforms. So I want to go ahead and help them out with that cause and help them raise, raise some, awesome. some awesome things there. Uh, and then we have a, actually, uh, right after this, we have an event. It's called the Games Night at the Lookout. It's a little social jello shots. We play some games over there and just kind of chit chat and mingle find out what's what's happening who can volunteer for different events see what's going on in different um, different areas to answer any questions people have about the beneficiaries that we have out there and uh, again talk about the the golden gates who are coming up and get get people involved and inspired about that so first prize if you win that it's it's a week-long stay in Puerto Vallarta and then second prize is a weekend at the, R3, at the R3 up in Guerinville. So that's going to be pretty awesome. And then the fourth prize, uh, my empress, Emma Peel, she works with uh, cosmetics. So it's a big gift basket of cosmetics worth over $450. So that's going to be a really nice prize there as well. So if, again, finding out more information, you can go to our Facebook site at uh, ULAF, Unified Court of Love and Friendship. You can also go to the Imperial Court website at sanfranciscoimperialcourt.org. And also you can find out more information out at House of Pride Radio, where the 27th we will be here again featuring more information about current events. We'll also talk about more entertainment, maybe have some, some live singing. My empress is, uh, does really well with the singing there. And again, keep you informed of what's going on in San Francisco and in our areas as we talk about the, philanthrop the philanthropic duties that, we, that call us to action here. So with that, uh, any last words? I'm gonna go ahead and start the opposite way. Well, I'm hoping to make $1,000 on Saturday for Breast Cancer Emergency Fund. We'll see if we make it or not, which should be oh, amazing. Oh, I'm sure you will. And that's a really hot I'm really there, so actually, yeah. I'm a very persuasive person. I walked into my client today and she goes, well, how much do you want to raise? I'm like 1000 and I was, she's like, how much do you have? I'm like three. She's like, I'll give you 200. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. That's how it starts to ask. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ask, 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 ask. So if you guys want to come out and watch me totally embarrass myself, that's amazing, <laughs> but it's for a great cause and I'm going to have a great time. I'll dump all the stuff off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Big heels or little heels? Uh, I believe they're like three inches. Okay. I tried walking around in them yesterday and my <laughs> friends brought me over. I got, I got two wigs in the car. Um, uh, Dina Dawn's actually doing my makeup. Oh, my. And, oh yeah. Oh so I'm really excited about that. She was like, you need to get this and this and this and this and this hey, and this. Cody, and this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give you 20 bucks towards your. Oh, uh, thank you. You're awesome. Let's cut it off. <laughs> hey, Cody, where else can people go? So there's listeners online right now. You could uh, just go to Breast Cancer Emergency Fund and just go to make a donation. Uh, and then just put down for a Cody's event or a Cancer's a Drag. And they'll know exactly where the money came from. That'd be amazing. Awesome. Jason, any last words? Um, if anybody's looking for anything to do tomorrow besides the, the I mean, on Saturday, uh, we're doing a going away party for my friend Ashley, who's also moving to uh, L.A. So uh, we'll be there all day. So feel free to stop by. Who else is moving with Ashley? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I want to put you on the Anybody spot. else moving away? I will also be moving as of Monday to L.A. So this is my farewell weekend to San Francisco. It's been a great six years, but 
Adios. <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, and I love Jason. I saw him here for his birthday, and I wanted to—I wanted to be a part of this whole thing that we're doing here. And he's been a great part of my life. He's made me a better cheerleader each year. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and I thank you for that. I look forward to going down there and seeing you, and you know, in all your endeavors. Let's let's stay in touch. Likewise, Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Last words. <laughs> um, I think it's just really important to say that we're at a table right now um, with a variety of causes and it's really important just to do whatever calls you and however you can get involved in whatever community it's really important just to you know, give your time and energy and money if you can to whatever it is that speaks to you yeah great great answer because there again there is there's several i mean from the leather community imperial and drag and <clears throat> religious community giving back into yeah i mean there's tons of cheerleading I and mean, there's tons of things that you can get involved with and uh, just what's the number too you have the the number for people to what's to call them yeah we have a hotline so if there's anything that you want to you want to get registered or, or or be a part of um so uh every night we have uh, Aunt Dorothy's Happy Hour Hotline. That's appealing, isn't it? <laughs> We're a listening ear, and we text or talk between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. every single night. Read the number. Read the number. Thank you. Let's see. 415-699-9220. And if you want to find out more about the Companions of Dorothy the Worker, you can just type in companionsofdorothy.org. And we've got an awesome Facebook page, too. Great. So you can go out to Facebook. You've got the email address and you got a phone number there. 415-699-9220. And is there any place where they can also donate or, or find out more uh, information? The companionsofdorothy.org. Yeah. Companionsofdorothy.org. Right. You'll get the address there. Yeah, and we'll post yeah. it out on our Facebook site too of all these different uh, events that are taking place. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Any other ones? Bradley, last uh, last thoughts? No, I just was just promoting you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's good. It's I have my I have my brother here. I have family here. I have uh, cheerleaders. I have people who are part of the community, and I want to thank all of you guys for coming and making this such a success for me. Uh, my year, I did this. I did. I ran for for emperor to do one thing: to be part of the community and to raise awareness about our history and preserve it. And I feel this is an outlet that, that we're allowed to have in which we tell our story about the events that are going on, talk about current events, and talk about the history, why we do certain things that we do in our lives, uh, and, and, and have information for others to be a part of that. There's people out there listening that maybe they want to get involved but didn't know how. We've been giving them those vehicles to be able to do that. And I, I want to thank you guys for being able to allow me to do this. I look forward to many more visits from you guys as we continue on through the, the radio show but again go out there find somebody and tell them that they matter give them a big hug and it is a smile you'll be surprised at what that does to many people again my name is salvador tovar i am your reigning emperor of san francisco and i also am sponsoring this show with sparky's fun and joy so if you need any balloons party supplies come to sparky's fun and joy you dream it we create it we blow it. 115 Clement Street. And that's sparkysfunandjoy.com. All right, thanks everyone, and we will see you next week, July 27th. Yay! Yay!
going forward, if for some reason you can't communicate with me about that, or you don't, because it's yes. just not a habit you've yet formed, All-new Civic, from Honda.
what you came for lightning strikes every time she moves He didn't let me know he was going to be late. Now I'm sitting here waiting. Blah blah blah. It's like you know what? After 15 or 20 minutes, I'm a big girl. I have a car. I'll just go and get myself into the city. Yeah, and and. It wasn't, and we make, here's the funny part. We, we make this about us, which is how we objectify everybody else. Yes. We internalize it into ourselves. So from, to, to, yeah. to continue so on with this, I wanted to drive with you. It wasn't even that. It was, I wanted to do something. I wanted to drive in. So I made you always my, want to drive in. but I made my needs more important than yours instead of right. making it about the relationship. Right. And ultimately... Ultimately, that's what we look for. We look for relationships. Also, I want you to know, I wasn't going to tell you this, yes. but I decided I will since you just brought up that you wanted to drive in and I wanted to BART. Yes. Um, well, I, I Murphy's Law. Yeah. Total Murphy's Law. When yeah. I walked up to the station, 
Uh-huh. And Vincent stopped. We stopped to get a little bite to eat because yeah. part of my issue was I was super cranky because we were supposed to have lunch. And I get really cranky when I don't get fed. Low blood sugar, not a good situation. No. Um, and I knew we were going to have Mexican, so I didn't eat breakfast because I wanted to have a big old burrito. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll have a burrito for dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's as I walked, choices here. Uh, as I walked up to the station, that spot right there, right in front, the spot that's never open was wide open. So had we driven, we would have been able to park right in front of the station. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Anyway. Yes. um, All right. So then the next, the third layer of the um, pyramid, and remember these each get bigger and bigger. So I'm assuming this is, you spend more and more time on these things. So you must communicate. That's important. And the the next layer is listen and learn. Right. So when someone's communicating, you have to take it in, I'm assuming. You're further ahead of me in the book, so. Well, Listen to learn is there's uh, there's there are many reasons. So what we tend to do in business and in uh, well it, again it, it, this has huge ramifications. If you look at what small businesses do, if you look at the statistics, labor and turnover in labor is huge. You you think it's 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 expensive? It's expensive for McDonald's to lose their nine dollar an hour guys. Mm-hmm. They still have to train those people. It, it's you know it's probably twenty five percent overhead on that uh, for every hour they spend in training and and fallout. So, but but I but think and and when I look at this and I think about the business stuff, the other thing that I focus on is from a sales perspective, right? Mm-hmm. The communicate stage yes. of the pyramid is smaller than the listen stage, right. and I think that's a big mistake that people make in selling, is that a lot of salespeople talk too much. Yes. And w- we used to have a, a saying um, with one of my mentors, um, which is uh, pretty much shut up. Yeah. It was basically shut up. Yeah. Um, y- y- say, say half as much as your client does when you're talking to a customer and you're, you're in this process of a sale. Yeah. And so that's, you know, listening and learning and then communicate to them the information that is applicable to their situation. So a lot of people are selling and they're like, oh my God, I have this phone and it's super awesome and you need it because it's a phone. And the customer's like, I, I don't, I don't actually need a phone. Um, and that, but if you listen to them, if you ask them questions and listen to them um, first, they might say, you know what, I need something that will help me, you know, place orders on the, have my sales reps be able to place orders on, in an app on the go. It's like, oh. Well, this phone will be able to do that for you, right? So then the phone becomes important to them because it's yeah. it's meeting their need because you listened. Well, anyway, p- put it in context. If I hadn't listened to Pam earlier when she's talking about her new app she's creating, and she also mentioned she doesn't have a smartphone, so she suddenly re- I, I don't I'm not trying to sell her a phone. I'm trying to say to her, hey, I um I. You, you also want to say, hey, what is it you need? I, I, one of my mentors, who uh, Jeff Falcon at Bay Home and Window, uh, who is a larger client for us, he's got he's got a great uh, focus. Nobody wants to be sold to, and you don't have to sell anybody. If I show you how awesome this is, then I don't have to sell anything, and that's I think the biggest part of this and, and how it ties into sales and marketing. If if I, exactly. listen to, if I listen to myself talk on this show, I think I sound fantastic. But w- what do people get out of it? And when, then and then ultimately, you know, what's what the value you're providing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what is well, how is it pro- how is it valuable to me? It's not. 
So. Okay, the next layer down is build the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is... And wait, I'm going to talk about the next two together because I'm confused about these two. And again, I haven't finished the book, so no. you know, whatever. By the way, you're going to let me know if there's a spoiler alert that you're going to reveal here online, right? Yeah, so I can no. plug my ears and go, la, 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 yeah, la, 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 Not that kind of book? Pretty, well, I haven't finished the book either. Okay, r- I want you to know that I'm only so. through the first quarter of the book. Yes. And I'm already sick of this asshole Lou. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't like this guy. Yes. I, I was reading it last night, and I was like, I don't even want to read this anymore. I'm so sick of this guy. It's a fictional character, I, I imagine. Uh, a composite of people. It, it, yeah, it's a composite of people. So he's, they, they're using, like, characters in this story that's based on real events, and they created yes. this guy, Lou. Anyway. Yes. So the next two layers are build a relationship, and then the layer before, below, below that is build relationships with others who have influence. Yes. So first build relationship with others who have influence, spend more time on that than building relationships in general. So I'm confused about the difference between those two sections of the pyramid. So one, one way is, if you, if you look at it, what's the root of relationship? Connection? Relate, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's about acknowledging somebody. Mm-hmm. So part of what the book is, they call about putting people in the box. You, you suddenly it becomes, uh, go back to the example. Uh, of me being late today, and it's not yes. the first time. It's so that there was there's a history here, right? And so, of course, it is selfish, but I didn't think of it as selfish. I'm going, I'm going to be there. I'm helping. I'm driving. I'm paying for the tolls. I'm doing all that crap, which is okay. But your time has value, even more so than any kind of monetary consideration. And and I, if I'm thinking, well, I'm doing this great thing mm-hmm. for who? I don't know. Think about that statement. I mean, if you think about it in business. Oh, you're doing it for me. Y- yeah. No, I'm doing it for me. Oh, right. Well, uh, but, but, uh, so, but you're saying it's you're, for me. You're s- I'm saying it's for you. So now I've suddenly made this, you are an object for my happiness. And I don't mean this in a, in a, in a I'm not m- trying to make this like a uh, personal thing, but I'm talking about in a generic sense. Mm-hmm. So we put people in the box and we objectify them. And, and even people we love, like uh, the example with, you know, I'm going to teach her a lesson. I'm going to let her run out of gas with the kids. Well, what what benefit is that? Right. Have uh, my kids and my spouse stuck on the road? Right. And I either have to rescue them or they get hit or the car gets, you know, whatever. But if you start to look at what the consequence of those of proving a point or winning an argument are, in most cases, you're going to find that you don't, that they don't, they don't produce anything. I mean, to, to, to be right, to make yourself right, is not really going to, it's, it's a fleeting sense of success. So relate to others means you've, you've got to put it in perspective and relate to people that, because they're, they're, they're equals, they're on this planet, they're employees, they're important to us, they're our customers, they're our family members, they're our our employees, our future employees, our future customers, mm-hmm. our future family members. Right. So, yeah. and then the second part is in terms of when you're working in art in, into, in, do you want me to jump right in? Please. So. Well, I don't know where you're going, so it's always well, a little no, no, but you're saying. Always a little scary. Influence. Uh, All right. So there's, so there's, yes. so there are two. Yeah, yes. we can talk about them side by side because I didn't understand the difference between build a relationship and build relationships with people who have others who have influence. Right. So what it means is that 
so River, our, our, uh, uh, um, the book called An Enemy of Peace, assumes that there's a conflict. True. And we tend to be conflict-oriented. So what happens when you have a conflict? What's the thing you want to do? Resolve the conflict. Right. Now, we tend to want to resolve it and prove that we're right and we're better and we're all that good stuff, but it really doesn't resolve anything. So if our goal is to resolve a conflict, and, and then, or whatever it is, our goal is to, to, to show people the value of what we're producing or consulting or, you know, because this show isn't just about business. It's about organizations and uh, organizational issues and how to run them better and more efficiently. Right. So, but it's almost always people-oriented. So when you're looking at that and you're trying to work through a conflict, and let's say you have a, an issue with somebody, um, l- let's, lo- let's use an example that actually a lot of people deal with in their small businesses, and we never really talk about it. And we should probably have a conversation about this on the air one, uh, one night, and that is helping people. So we've got, uh, we've got a great guy, a great gal, who's a great employee, but you know they come to the company parties, they get drunk, they're inappropriate. Mm-hmm. They do stuff that makes stress on other things, like hit on, you know, get drunk and then hit on the spouses, somebody else's spouse, or cause problems. Or they're late, and, and you've got to resolve that issue. And so we were working on this, and I, ch- I chose, I, d- I, I didn't mean to deliberately choose something so I don't know, uh, kind of dis- derisive, but. Um, it's all right. But so so if I'm going to work on that, I'm going to get I'm going to need I'm going to you know associate. But I also need people who know and understand what's going on here. Right. And so that's it. it means bring in more people to help uh, help basically educate and relate. Yeah, and I I think when I looked at the and those the two the same, almost the same. T- Token. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, educate fine. and relate are kind of all. If you're not educating and relating, you're really not doing one or the other. Right. And I think when I looked at those two sections of the of that pyramid, um, what it how it translated to business and again sales, and not necessarily about conflict, but just about the. I think a lot of salespeople um, take the path of least resistance, and it's like who can who will talk to me about what I want to sell. So they'll find someone that they can engage with, which is awesome, but they often engage with the wrong person. So they're engaged with someone who's not the decision maker or someone who doesn't have the authority to make decisions or someone who maybe even may be involved in, maybe an influencer, but doesn't have all the information. So the section of of the pyramid that says build relationships with others who have influence, I think that's, to me, from the sales perspective, that's identifying who in the organization you're selling to is involved in that sales process and what who is going to actually influence it who has information that will help you make the sale or make a better sale and then once you identify those people then build relationships with them and do that by educating listening and engaging and so mostly listening let me say that first listen educate engage and engage Engage, listen, educate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say the third way. <laughs> I know I'm silly. Okay. Uh, it's, you are easily amused. 
Okay, at the very bottom Especially of the pyramid, can we move on to the bottom of the pyramid, or do you want to say more about relationships? Well, I, I, I wanted to mention something else that you said, too. Should I kick you in the shins again? Yes. Uh, you're, it's not the shins. Uh, oh, is that your knee? Sorry. Yeah, it's... Uh, yes, and I... I Normally, you would kick me in the shins because you're so short, but and I'm so tall. But <laughs> I'm in a taller chair today. Yes, and you're kicking me in the in the knee. In the knee. So uh, I'm joking, folks. Yeah, she's, no. uh, she's actually tall, but, uh, uh, but so, so so here's what I was gonna say. Yes, it comes back to this, and we, you and I, have talked about this several times. You don't really want to sell anything. No. If you provide a benefit. Or something unique, something somebody wants, they'll they'll grab it. You don't have to sell anything, right? And that's the point. And that's the point. That's what marketing is. Hey, how can you look at this differently so that I I want it? Mm -hmm. I need that. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not anything important, it just makes me feel good. Yes. All right. That's where you want to go. The bottom of the pyramid is get out of the box slash obtain a heart at peace. Yes. So what do they mean by that? Because I'm. Clearly well, not there yet. So, so uh, there was, uh, I, you know, it, what, what I'm saying, it, what, what happens is we get into this situation, and, and you think about this too. So, so a lot of the book is so brilliant in its simplicity. You, you, all these concepts you've learned before. I've yes. learned before. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- this there's is high school 101 crap. No, I don't. I wouldn't say it's high school 101, but I think that there are. As I'm reading this, yes. and as we're having this conversation, and I'm yes. learning more about what's coming in the rest of the book, and I'm happy to read the rest of the book. Yes. But, um, we're kind of giving. You're kind of giving me the cliff notes. Right. Uh, but what I'm sort of picking up is that there's uh, a lot of things in this book and in this structure, this model, yes. that are similar to other structures and models about human relationships and relating to people and interacting with people. Yeah. And, and they use a box and I didn't like the analogy when I first read the book, but, and you'll get into it because there are also, there's a bunch of subtleties. Like we tend to be, we tend to box ourselves when we're in, in conflict or stress. Mm-hmm. And then we tend to gravitate towards two of those corners. Most human beings only walk back and forth between two corners. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very common. Or you'll, you'll pick up your pattern. If you start to look at that, we all behave in a certain way. And uh, I remember when I was going through this, some of the exercises, they were saying, uh, you know, h- how do you behave? Do you get insecure? Do you get withdrawn? For me, it wasn't, I never get insecure. What I do is I tend, as you well know, I tend to get more aggressive. Yes. You're a, yeah. You pop yeah. in and I, I start to get, I start to puff up like a puffer fish. Right. So, but if you can't see that. Then you get to it. Now, here's the other part about that, too, in, in being in the box or not in the box. You have to see it. You have to see yourself in the box. So I'm, I'm no pulling way. up an image for the yeah. four boxes because I haven't read this yeah. part yet. So I need to – This yeah. are you talking about the four boxes? Yeah, and, and, and even okay. if you look at those images, you've got to read the book because it kind of puts it in one after another, and you start to look at how it layers and how we behave, how we put ourselves mm-hmm. in our own box. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I got part it. Of it. Part of what they're saying, too, here's the brilliant part. If I win – and I get you to, to do what I think you should be doing anyway, how does that normally make me feel? If I bully you into something or if I yell at my kids mm-hmm. and tell them they got to do it because why? Because I ain't going to feed you if I do, if you don't. Really what, I'm, I'm, it's, it's another stressor on myself. Right. So, so I, I'm using these, um, 
Uh, and can I can I just yeah. tell our listeners what the four boxes are? Because sure. I think that might, and I have a little description of each of them. So I, I did do a little. Uh, Book is, is pre-work, but it's, it's the best oh yeah, ten no. bucks you'll ever pay. No, yeah, I put the link yeah. to the Amazon page. People should yeah. look at it. But um, so the four boxes uh, are the box number one is better than. Yes. So it's where people get stuck where they feel like they're better than other yes. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the box number two is worse than. Yes. So it's the opposite of that. Yes. Box number three is I deserve. Yes. And box number four is must be seen as. Yes. So I must be seen as smart, intelligent, whatever. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so. When you go to like action, uh-huh. what which box are you in? When you're like, don't you know? When people start whatever, when you're like, yes, I, I, uh, for, uh, for I know exactly what it is. For me, it's it. I must be seen as. So you're yelling at me for being. Oh. You're being yelling at me for being late, and I, and my and response be- is. Well, I do this and I do that. I'm going be, you must be seen as someone who is taking care of their client, resolving problems, and yeah. doing something for you. And I'm going. Well, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. It doesn't invalidate your point, right? So, so I, so even though you're right, and that this is the beauty of it, even though you're right, if I start to box you out, I'm not going to accept the full measure of of the lesson that can be learned here, right? B- being late isn't. It's it's a stressor on me. It's not like it's uh, my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do. So l- let's so. just I'm just going to run through the the four boxes again and talk a little bit about each one. Uh-huh. Spend about maybe five minutes, five or ten minutes on this. So in the better than box, um, when people are mentally in that box, they obviously I mean some of this is pretty self-explanatory, but right. they see themselves as superior. Right. They think they're more important. Um, they're my my cause is more virtuous than yes. yours. Um, and they look down on other people as inferior or flawed. And, and that's like you just don't understand. You've got to look. At I'm more important. And what they're uh, mm-hmm. and the point is, you've got to see yourself as that. You've got to realize you're doing that. That's why right. the boxes. You got to realize it. when you start to use terms like, well, if she only thought of it this way, right. Or when he, if he only looked at it this way, or uh, I, you know, I'm justified. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the I have the force of law on my hand. That's the way the law is written. I you have to obey it. Right. You're already in that box, and you're objectifying the other person. No, worse than is probably is is the antithesis of better yes. than right it's just yes. the exact opposite but it's you know they see themselves as flawed inferior to others yes. they're deficient yes. they're and this is the important part of this they're fated to have a negative outcome yes they think they all, this only is the only way it's going to work is I, everything's going to go bad yeah. and they people in that box view the world as difficult and hard and other people are lucky not me yes other people yes okay. The ER third box, syndrome. yeah, the third box, and I just want to go through a definition, right. then we can come back and talk about it in a little bit more detail. The third box is the I deserve, and so that is, you know, people, people who feel like they've been, you know, done wrong um, at, by life, and that they are a victim, and no one recognizes what they bring to the table, and they're, you know, the, um, the, um, don't kick me in the knee. You can't, don't kick me in the knee. Don't, don't, okay, really? You're objectifying me. You kick me in the knee You're again? objectifying me. You kick me in the... You don't understand. See? See? That's it. You're, you've already you put me in the box. Ex- I you know. Put me in the box. I know. You're putting me in the box. There you All go, right. folks. And the fourth box is must be seen as. So people in this box crave attention yes. and feel like they're being watched or judged all the time. Yes. And it's really important to them to be well thought of, and they work hard to fit in. Yes. Now, I don't know that that applies to you. So anyway, anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Actually. Um, and uh, 
uh, people in this box will really sort of twist things around in a situation to make themselves look good. Yes. Um, but I don't. I uh, so my problem is I have I have trouble. Um, I think box one better than and must be seen as are very close. So I'm better than you, but isn't that the same thing? Like I must be seen as better than you. Uh, I don't know. So you know, we're talking about this. The example is I, I do a lot of things, uh, some so public activities, but they're in large settings where people are interacting, and you you have this uh, like uh, you know a public play space. And I have this habit of being well. I'm the only one on the floor. Anybody's watching, right? Everybody's doing their own thing. Nobody's really watching me. <laughs> oh, but you, see what you think everybody's always you think watching you? Yeah, and and then that takes away from, from yeah, me or makes me uncomfortable. Or if I screw up, I'm worried yeah. about it. Or I don't want to even go there because I could screw up. You, you know, dancing is a good thing for me. I'm, I learned to, to, to do the dancing. Nobody right. else, nobody cares about my dancing. No. They're all working on their own dancing. Yes. But we have a tendency to, to look at it, things like that. So it's right. easy. It's easy when you even don't think about that to put yourself in those boxes. Right. Um, and so uh, if, you f if you find yourself in a situation and you realize or you think about it, you stop and you think, okay, wait a minute. I've got myself into a box. Or two parts of the question. So the first part is, if I'm if I'm finding myself in one of these boxes and I want to go through each one of them and say okay, if you have the if you've if gone through read the book and you're like oh holy crap in right. a conflict or in a difficult situation or even in everyday life, mm -hmm. if you feel yourself going into one of these boxes, then what is the way out of each of these boxes? Well, it's interesting and it's not comfortable. Well, is it different per box? No. Oh. Okay. You well, what is it's, it? It's, it's you're in the box or you're out of the box. And what you want to do is you don't want to put yourself in, but you also don't want to put anybody else in. And that is to always be present and engaged. It's re it's really that simple. I'm sorry, I was distracted by somebody walking by outside. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm distracted. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm engaged and I forgot the other word you used. Uh, um, involved and engaged. Involved. Uh, yeah. So, okay. but if you think about it, it's just. You have to look for the triggers. We all have triggers, and there's mm -hmm. no way to keep yourself out of the box. Mm -hmm. You always will put yourself out, but you've got to come out. So what they make a big deal is nothing gets done unless I'm so engaged. So I have to... When you were in the... I'm sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. But yeah. when you were... Let's go back to our example of earlier today when you were late and you were yes. you were angry and I was angry. Um, you were in the must-be-seen-as. Yes. So you wanted me to see you as being a hero to your client and fixing the problem that they created for themselves. Um, I, I want more than that. I want to be the hero to you. That ah, was it. Okay. That was it, right? And I was in the I deserve box. Yes. Which is I'm a victim. He doesn't understand. He doesn't. He does not respecting me. Right. The old Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get yeah. no respect. Right. Um. Yeah. So, so that's the box. The I hard in. part is. To stay engaged, if they, they they in the in the class they talk about turning your turning your chairs. You have two chairs. You can sit there and face each other in the yep. chairs, or you can turn the chairs back to back. Right. You can't engage if you're both back to back. So what they say is, in order to do, I have to stay there facing you. And if you choose to turn away from me, it doesn't give. I'm never going to gain. It is uncomfortable it, as it's going to be. I've got to sit there and engage. Yeah. So I have to take you. I I have to say okay. You know what? You're right. And if you do, and if you do that, or it hurt me, or you want to be mad at me today, well, and I, and and I, I let I you down. And I felt like I let you down. 
Yeah. You know, it was a kind of a big day. and so It was a big day. Yeah, and so... It is a big day. The day's not over. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that... Um, I actually, in the chair analogy, yeah. uh, using today's example, I did turn my back on you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I when I that. when when we first when I first mm-hmm. saw you and we met at the Bart station, yeah. I didn't want to engage with you yet because I need, wanted to make sure our asses were on the train that was going to get us here on time. And yeah. before that, anything before I couldn't I couldn't engage with you. For me, I couldn't right. engage with you until that was done. Right. But looking back on it now, in yeah. the with the lens of these boxes, yes. I was also in the um, probably in the better than. Like, uh-huh. okay, he doesn't realize we don't have time to talk about this right now. We yeah. have to get on the train. I'm the only one that cares about us getting here on time. Right. Doesn't he understand that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, somebody's got to be an adult here. And blah 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 blah. That's what was going through my head no, from okay. the box perspective. So, so I did turn my chair around. Yes. Uh, and actually walked away from you. Yes. Because I was just at the end of my rope. I was about yeah. to freaking so throw things. And I knew that, and it was uncomfortable. But if I had It was uncomfortable. If I had turned away, right. what if would you have said, happened? Fuck you, I'm not going to get on the train. Or, yeah. I'm I would have gotten on the train alone, and then I would have gotten even, I would have been even right. angrier. And nothing, and, and my goal would not have been accomplished anyway. Right. So Nor mine. Yes. So... So that's the the part you do. You're asking about mm-hmm. what you do. You you stay there. You stay focused. This we're engaged, customer client. So you did that. Employee or employer. I say here, and if you get upset and, and turn, turn my chair around, turn my which chair I did, around, I metaphorically sit there speaking, uncomfortably. And you did for however long it takes for you to get help. Uh, you know, a good example for me to get help. Uh, for you to get. <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time. Yes. <laughs> no, but for instance. Part of this is conflict re- resolution. If, if you yes. guys, let's say uh, something that came up in, they're talking about one of their, uh, you know, it was a family situation in business together. One of them had a uh, drinking problem. Well, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, you, I can't make you not drink. And so right. we're engaged. I have to wait for you to realize you've got to fix that. Right. And then come back to the chair. And I may be sitting there for a ton of time. And never go. But if we both walk away, then we both lose. Just true. So that's I like I the mean. chair analogy. That really yeah. helps me. Yeah, you got to stay there. It's, so it's the way to get out of these boxes to is to back. just be present and engage. Yes. Regardless of how uncomfortable and it is. understand your triggers. You can't, you are not responsible important. for anybody else, but right. I have to see my triggers. And then I have to stop and say, well, wait a minute. My reaction is what? Justification. I'm being right. And I'm... I'm it's, 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 you know, it's, uh, we used to call it making excuses, and I think that's a little oversimplistic. I agree. Because we, you know, so, so, uh, it's interesting, and, uh, if you, ultimately what boils down to a sale, it's, it, no matter what kind of sale you have, whether it's online or person to person, it's one, it's, it's a one-to-one relationship. Yes. It um, always boils down to one to one. Well, and I was actually the the second part of that. I s- remember this is two parts. Right. So I was going to go through these and look at them from a business slash sales perspective. Yes, since that's what our show is about. So when you're in the better than uh-huh. box, um, uh, well, okay. First of all, the better than box is a big trap for people who are in management. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, a lot yes. of people go into management who have those characteristics. Yes. And that is a recipe for disaster with your employees. Absolutely. And it is a recipe for disaster with your customers. And I know a lot of people actually 
I don't know a lot of people. Well, I, I've I've been with a lot of people or, or interacted with a lot of people who who have this mentality in business. Mm-hmm. Even though the the old adage, right, the customer is always right. Yes. I know a lot of people who don't believe that, and in yeah. fact are actively dismissive and look down on their customers. And that's always really uncomfortable for me. But those people are stuck in that better than box. And the reason why it's uncomfortable is because nobody likes anybody when they're in that box. No. If you're on the other side, yeah. or you're even watching somebody treat somebody, a third person or a third party with that box driving, yeah. that's not fun. That's not fun at all. Um, and then the worst then is also, it's like, you know, that's the, that's people who in business are always being victimized. So, um, I used to work with a woman and her nickname in our office, um, she was very successful as a sales rep, ironically, but this was the box she was stuck, stuck in. And we used to call her Eeyore because her whole thing about a deal every time was, it's not going to close. They're not going to buy. It's never going to happen. What she 